It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is Time Enough Podcast. Okay, hi. Welcome to Time Enough Podcast. It's a podcast for again to the episodes of the Twilight Zone and beyond. Not beyond today. We're just we're just having a look at the entirety of season one. It's a threesome today with Matt here. Andrew's Andrew's in the bottom square. Mark's Whoa. in the left top square on my screen. Yeah, right? what's up? I'm at top. Are you on the bottom of your screen? I'm on, I'm to the right because I moved myself over to the right. So that the two of you could be in the in the way of my camera, so I could look straight at you like I'm talking to a person. Oh, because it's real different, like um, on Zoom. Like, <laughs> I have I a computer on... and a 55 inch television, so I could do whatever I want, really. Yeah, I was on I was on one of those big Zoom calls, and there were 12 people, and everyone wanted to point at the person to blame, right? But they were all pointing in different directions because <laughs> the orientation's different on everyone's computer. So wait, there's a bunch of blaming in a Zoom call in Japan. Doesn't everybody nice? These were mostly Americans, but whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> that explains it. Never mind. Okay. So yeah, we're going to to talk about the entirety of season one in a way, kind of sauntering over. There's there's no prologue unless someone just wants to make one up. Imagine, if you will, a world where there are thirty-six episodes in a season of television. That is pretty weird. It is. It's crazy pants. It we're doesn't like, happen anymore. We're like 10 now. Yeah, that's that's literally six episodes. That's six seasons of The Mandalorian or something. Right on. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, holy I, shit. Yeah. I, I, for real, um, watching Deep Space Nine recently was very uh, interesting because it was that was something like 26 episodes and those are four, 44 minutes. So, and then you get to the padding episodes. You're like, what's happening here? Like, why is Quark wearing a dress? I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Because you're watching a terrible episode of that show. That's why. (laughs) Because he has to learn a lesson. Um, Okay, why don't we start? What do we? What? what, Actually, I'm real curious about this. Let's start negative. Sure, why not? We'll get more positive as we go. Um, What? What was the turd of the season for you? Did it have a turd? (sighs) I don't know if it had a turd. I'd. I'd love to answer that. I mean, I didn't connect a whole lot with the western stuff but it's like i can't say i didn't like some of it you know and it's and it's also you can't you can't go into this stuff without thinking to yourself well there's going to be western stuff in any anything from this period yeah i uh, guess when war stuff what was the war the, the purple, purple testament. testament yeah this like maybe like war. a little too much war and that mm. like it makes my brain turn off okay <laughs> but that doesn't mean it was bad because it was a cool premise yeah, yeah. well you well again i mean the, the quality usually stays pretty high on these right it's just like which ones mm-hmm. didn't like hit with you uh for me i guess there were like kind of some late season doldrums you know maybe they were just getting a little tired or something um for me probably the chaser for just being a little like too derpy um <laughs> kind of is just love potion number nine yeah yeah and it's and um like it like is like two steps back on all the proto feminism and like other episodes so that wasn't cool and then i actually like the mighty casey by c where uh, partly just because of production issues with that episode where um maybe it wasn't like the best <laughs> but i didn't actually hate that so i guess i'm gonna go with the, the chaser is the one that didn't quite land on both feet for this first season Mark, are we going to take yours as the Purple Testament then? You just don't want war? You're a pa- ta- too much of a pacifist? <laughs> yeah, I'm a pacifist. That bothers me. Okay. At least um, at least the last flight, the guy was just, you know, saving someone's life. Right. Not seeing everyone's life end. Andrew, wh- where do you lie on this one? I really didn't like uh, the one where it was like the people thought they were in one place, but they're actually in another. 
That's Which like three that? episodes. Mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, Were they in the Twilight Zone? <laughs> um, no, that that uh, that would be Walking Distance. Rod Serling's favorite episode is my least favorite from season one. That's the one with the gig young where he uh, he goes back in time by walking down the street and he encounters his younger self and then proceeds to just like do all the things back to the future tells us to not do. He like does all of those things. I mean, stopping short of having sex with his own mother. He, he really, <laughs> um, and he ends up, yeah, with a limp and scarring his childhood self and all this. other. I mean, it's just. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. And he, it, he just kind of is just like, eh, well, what are you going to do? That's kind of <laughs> that is kind of how that one made me feel was like, well, the guy did do a bunch of ridiculous stuff. And then it's just like, eh, what are you going to do? Hey, I have a limp at now. One point, at one point, he meets his, his own dad and his dad's like, you know, be cool. And then he's like, oh, God, everyone else. <laughs> just running around like an ass. I mean, it's just not, it's one of the, mm-hmm, let's see, out of all the time travel stuff that's come since then, I do enjoy the way that uh, that uh, Twilight Zone uh, tends to not have a time machine, but rather, you know, just these sort of like little instances where they go back and forth. But uh, yeah, he was a total like I didn't feel sorry for him at all. I'm like, maybe you should kill your childhood self because I mean, look what you're gonna grow up to be. It's like the world's biggest idiot. <laughs> well, yeah. there was a time machine in execution, and I left that one out when I was saying that I wasn't into the Western ones because I did really enjoy execution. That even though I don't think has, Luke enjoyed it very much. That only has but, about a minute of Western anyway, so at 30 seconds was, of the beginning, 30 at the end, and, and a cowboy all in the middle, right? But <laughs> it reminded me a lot of hereditary, where like basically the story is starts off as one thing and it gradually shifts into something completely different. Is that the Simpsons? Just insane. <laughs> no, it's just you know, by the by the end of that film, if you watch the the first three minutes and the last three minutes of it, you would just be like, What? <laughs> <laughs> random guy with with a loose fitting suit now now hanging the the other thing with walking distance is that's where we were introduced to wow some of these actors lives went really wrong does does that factor in or is it just based on marty himself or or is the gig young factor coming in who you know famously murder suicided (laughs) yeah no you read up about him him and his uh yeah, the Gig Young story does not end well. No, it's just plain and simple with the writing. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's the casting or not, but yeah, the whole time you're watching, you're going like, "Dude, quit!" <laughs> I yeah, I kind of wonder if with the anthology stuff, if it just maybe people who aren't the most stable people in the world. I feel like I'm making a really bad generalization because we're going to have so many actors in this show, and we already have had so many actors. It might just be like a a quantity thing, like. If you have 36 episodes with yeah law of averages 36 episodes of of uh, actors yeah i'm just curious if that's gonna happen with season two as well because so i think i've done the first several episodes and i haven't i haven't run into anything particularly dark i i think (laughs) no no it gets but um you said you did enjoy mighty casey the, I think the reason why people aren't as into mighty casey is because the guy that plays the robot i mean how do you play a robot badly i don't think he's good as the robot i agree that, he's a bad yeah. robot yeah i wouldn't have known he robot. was a robot if i just fast forwarded through the episode really fast again he just seems like an idiot yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's true so like i said I, like I, I did list that in as you know the one that maybe didn't quite hit but I, maybe that's the other part of the production you know like they had to switch out the or they switched out the manager at you know in reshoots. Yeah, but, and, uh, but I mean you've got uh, Jack Warden in there, right? I mean he's great. So oh yeah, yeah. He filled you in have to have somebody that can hang with Jack Warden. I don't think that guy could hang with Jack Warden. I, I guess that's it. Maybe he could hang with the other guy better. So hmm. <laughs> possible. Yeah. But yeah, that that is the other one. You know, the the chaser chased by the mighty Casey would be my uh, I guess weak spot for this one. Yeah. If, so. if I had any gripe really about season one, is that there are some samey episodes. Mm. you know where the sort of the punchline if you will is uh is kind of similar you know you have this group of that think this one thing's happening and turns out you know after all the guy becomes ultimate then it's just like oh no that was all for nothing because da, 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 um, 
Yeah, which one's that again? <laughs> 20 something 20 something 20, 22 what that's another season um, mm. uh, I thought I'd just lay on the regular questions and, and see how they hit for this season um, being in your mind for the 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 folks who took journeys in the season who who delved deepest into the twilight zone who plunged oh, into the depths God. yeah okay I wish I would have gotten this beforehand so I don't have to think of my here. I the whole point people. is to not oh. make you think beforehand. I want to want to spit take spit guess. Mark looks like he's closer than I am to a conclusion. <laughs> I'm thinking of how many of these characters went to hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, probably three or four. Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and start with uh I, those those astronauts and and when the sky was opened because oh my god yeah they even mm-hmm. ceased to exist like and nobody remembered them and or anything they're just like you know they're, they're so deep in the twilight zone even their ship vanished and probably someone went and like hey why is this tarp here right and then the next day like they vanished that's my assumption that one might be the the scariest one to me right yeah. because, so you know there's no yeah the non-existence is pretty terrifying i mean from an existential perspective Obviously, you're not existing. So existentially, <laughs> what's worse existentially than not existing? Yeah, they've completely entered the void. So for me, that was the the deepest plunge into the zone for season one. Uh, with 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 my test answer out there, did, did it crack any skulls? Metaphorically speaking, did wait? Did someone crack skulls? Is that the is that the question? No, I'm cracking your skull by giving. My oh, are you cracking first. my skull? Metaphorically. <laughs> Well, I've oh, got, um, I've, I've pretty much arrived at mine. If, okay, if, uh, if go I for it. Mind. So in the episode Mirror Image, where Vera Miles is seeing her doppelganger at the train station, uh, I recall Matthew and I um, were sort of at odds because of the way this one ends. There's this kind of a corny tag on the episode where the man is now chasing his doppelganger down the street. Um, I initially had thought maybe Vera Miles' character, the one that's, not on the bus goes to the twilight zone but i think it's the guy chasing himself that's in the twilight zone Hmm. is is he going to chase himself forever no the 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 guy that he's chasing ends up just replacing him that was sort of one where i felt like the episode started out stronger and the ending was kind of like someone just throwing that throwing the script in the air yeah yeah they needed uh a stronger ending than her seeing herself on the train is great. Like that yeah. should have been where it stopped. I thought like that was up there with the hitchhiker for me until it wasn't, I guess. <laughs> no, that's what I mean though. There's some that have kind of a samey sort of a, you know, a, uh, I keep saying punchline, but I mean, it's just sort of the tag at the end of these things. They often have the same, they end on the same note. Maybe that's a good word. That might be a, a, this is, I think, the season where Serling wrote the most scripts himself because uh, that was, you know, part of his initial contract. Like he was literally, like, you know, contracted to write two thirds of the season. Yeah, and you're just like you were saying, the law of averages. You know, there's going to be a couple of, uh, a couple of, you know, rotten eggs in there. But I don't think any are bad. It's just that, yeah, there's a bit of repetition in terms of uh, the the way the episode feels and definitely the way it ends. You know. The, uh, oh, you think it was this, but it's this. There's a few of those. Uh, Mark, so, yeah, some you... are stronger than others. Yeah. I agree that about the hitchhiker. Did did you set on your your deepest plunge, Mark? Into that deepest void? plunge. I mean, um, I'm trying. Unfortunately, uh, some of these where I'm like, I remember most of the plot, but not all of them, and that's really. <laughs> <laughs> not very fortunate well, i guess <laughs> it's all about what's you, you know that's kind of what i'm going yeah with. i mean i yeah i think um it's sort of the, the sort of the kind of thing where judgment maybe, night like... judgment night judgment night ah, that's okay. my answer that okay. guy went the deepest because he's in like a repeating and in, in not just in a hell but repeating hell that's like the worst right yeah hey, that's I, my answer i'm not asking yes correct okay. yeah yeah that wasn't a question was it <laughs> but i still stand by my i wonder if things slowly change and if it, 
becomes less hellish or more hellish or whatever like does does his loop change at all because well if if every single time he has to find out he's in a loop then then what do you what is that even like (laughs) my my criteria every time we ask that question is if there's one character i cannot imagine them continuing in the story you know what i mean that's how i decide who went to the twilight zone if i'm like okay it's there's no ending for this particular character you know the one I was trying to remember is I can't remember the plight of the guy in what you need, but I think, I think the guy in what you need just died, right? Didn't he just get hit by a car or something? Yeah, he he put on some ill-fitting shoes and like fell over and then got hit by a car. Something along yeah. those lines. He was doing pretty well until then. <laughs> so. Actually, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yeah, he fell over, so <laughs> I, th- th- he didn't go the deepest. Yeah, you know? it sounds stupid when I said it, but it wasn't making a joke, was I? <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> pretty much all of it yeah um so taking that to question number two is um this could be in a positive or a negative way like who is most deserving of their trip into the twilight zone oh man (laughs) yeah i got an answer for this okay Okay, you're first then yeah um the guy is oh where's the title (laughs) where's the title i can't find it i'm looking at all escape clause Oh, okay. <laughs> that guy was a monster. It was so fun to watch him because he was like absolute. I th- I don't know if they wrote him as such a sociopath because they're just like screw it. We're we're um we're making this guy evil and we're just gonna go as far as we want because he's gonna die at the end. But it, yeah, that was a uh, pretty terrifying individual and uh, definitely deserved the worst. I mean, he just yeah. pushed his wife off a roof because he was bored, right? well um it it was almost an accident it was slightly an accident right (laughs) well it was like he was gonna jump off and then she jumped off or she fell off and then he was like oh well i'll go to prison (laughs) that'll be that'll be interesting yeah and then he's rolling with events then he invoked the escape clause because he didn't feel like being in prison for 60 years even though he's gonna live forever (laughs) what a maniac you thought Marty was <laughs> he was like my he was uh him and the uh the the murderer from um execution were my two favorite maniacs in this <laughs> i mean ask for favorite maniacs but those are like the most like deranged monstrous people in this entire series so, so you far. think maniacs are most deserving you're taking the uh Th- those particular maniacs yeah they're pretty horrible <laughs> Okay. I'd say the guy in the world in a world of his own is kind of evil, but he doesn't get any comeuppance at all. In fact, he just erases Rod Serling at the end. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't interact with anything real the entire time. Again, a world of his own. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that is true. <laughs> so, so maybe he's quite deserving of whatever because he's just a writer making it happen. I don't know. He, he deserves to not have a real wife, I guess. <laughs> Problem solved. Well, they hadn't, they hadn't did the mail order wives yet. Maybe was the problem. So he had to use his dictaphone. There was a, did you guys that see there was some too. documentary series with a, it was like mail order brides and you watch the, the petulant man children like deal with the horror that they've unleashed upon themselves. And they realize that their mail order wives are real people with actual agency and they're, it's like a lady yelling at this guy, like you have to do some chores. He's like, no. God. it's just like that i think i'm gonna avoid that were um real doll yelling at the guy instead of <laughs> that would be good yeah okay so when mark named his person that was my person and then he okay. went on and named another person and that was my i'm gonna go with okay. my third person which is from i shot an arrow into the air the one guy who immediately wants to just kill everybody like yes he, he, he jumps right into you know no one should live but me mode that guy, yeah that's, that's a good guy. that's a good answer yeah he was just like wait is it time to kill everyone yeah no it's like immediate, <laughs> immediately the plane goes down and he's like well where's the soccer player he's got guys leg in his mouth before he even touched the ground <laughs> he um he was the worst i mean he, he they you know, in a, a, a 20 minute thing, you got to paint in some broad strokes. And I feel like from anybody I can think of, they're like, let's make everyone hate him 
right now. <laughs> he was the monster. Definitely, we've used that word once or twice already. That was the monster if I shot an arrow in the air. Your third yeah. guess was my first guess, so now I have to think. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess we're hitting in the same ballpark, so uh, there must be some truth to what we're saying. So I'll, I'll go. So I will say, yeah, I was actually going to go with the guy, and I, I shot an arrow into the air. Uh, so the I'll worst. take the. I'll take I'll I'll go for that positive approach and uh, give a tie for um, the big tall wish and Mr. Denton on Doomsday because their trip to the Twilight Zone kind of like taught them to appreciate life better and, uh, you know, drop their baggage. So that's nice. I like that. That way I can think about them and not everybody. Yeah, it's like these are morality plays and they're well crafted morality plays. So, of course, like they're going to make the best villains that you're ever going to see because these guys are here for one episode and they're here for you to boo them like a rest, you know, wrestling heel. So there's, it's there's no out. redeeming quality. There's no like empathy for them. You can't see their side of it. <laughs> you get, yeah. You get, you yeah. Get execution guy. I'm just calling them. I'm just calling them by their episode titles. Execution Mr. Guy. Execution guy. <laughs> execution guy literally just like shot someone who was in a car because he ran in front of a car. Like, That's that must be why I chose so Mr. Denton. I can remember his name easily because <laughs> it's in the title. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the big tall wish. Uh, Bully? Bully, maybe. Bully. Bully. There we go. Okay, I, I got it. Yeah. I could also like just scroll down and like find his name probably. Unless they don't put it in there. Dun, dun. Uh, that uh, was kind of kind of sad to me, but it was... They come a boxer. Sad. What was sad, but in the end, Pointed. you know, like, again, like, he needed to lose, the, like, winning the fight made his yeah. life terrible. He needed to lose, He didn't, right? yeah, he didn't, you know, he didn't die. He was just, like, he was cool. Right. It but was, like, the, it was, uh, what do you call it? Bittersweet? Bittersweet. Yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah. But you do yeah. feel like he's got a, a positive place to go from that experience, just with Mr. Denton. I mean, he's still stuck in a, a podunk town with a broken hand, so, you know, he's yeah. not, but he's got a better attitude now, so. Again, I, uh, yeah, the the guy who just wanted to kill everyone. Yeah, sure. Easily, he's the most deserving of whatever is coming. <laughs> yeah, or someone from the monsters who do on Maple Street, which I don't remember a lot of their names. I'm that, pretty sure there was someone who's really bad. In that. that crossed my mind. Uh, oh, yeah, there was a the guy that uh, with the Hawaiian shirt, the kind of the fat guy yeah. with the Hawaiian shirt. It's um, always the guy with the Hawaiian shirt. I'm kind of wearing a Hawaiian shirt here. Uh, not <laughs> it's quite. you. Yeah, it's just more you of an Austin it. Power shirt. <laughs> But I, I almost thought about Maple Street. I'm like, man, if we, if we say they deserve it, they, then we're, that means we all deserve no. it, doesn't it? Yeah, so. we all deserve it. No, yeah, that's that was they were being manipulated, if not by just circum. You know, their power was out. If my yeah, power they, goes out, uh, you know. Well, that's good the luck. thing. Like, <laughs> what good luck if that happens? Especially in a. I mean, now people are going to go more nutty, probably. You know, <laughs> it is 9:36 p.m. and it is 84 degrees. That sucks. I turn on my yeah. air conditioner. So, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I have an air conditioner, but, you know, it's 84 degrees outside. So, you know. We've got a grinding summer out here this year. It sucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the rainy season. That's the coldest early. it'll ever be. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's the winter. coldest summer of the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. June was really cool, actually. June was nice. But then July was like, haha, you like June, did you? Take this. <laughs> Uh, it's just I when I when you can't remember when it was cold, that's hot. Okay. Yeah, I remember. can't remember the last time I was outside and like in the summer and been been like, ah, oh, it's summertime. Like I Sorry, can't remember I, the last time I was happy for it to be summer. I thought you were gonna no. stop with I can't remember last time I've been outside. You I know remember. You're in a hospital. Your body needs at minimum fifteen minutes of sunlight sunlight per day. What if I just turn the lights up in my room? Are they ultraviolet? Like <laughs> you, you, your, your entire room would need to be a tanning salon, I think. Yeah, no. The best is to do it the, in early, early in the day. Um, I think it really helps you get tired at night. I thought well, this, this is was like about the Twilight Zone. What are we talking? Yeah, about? it's a podcast about, though. This, this is a healthy zone. This is okay. a podcast. No. I, thought, I thought somebody was in had to go to work early. What's Huh? Mm. I, I still you? got 30 minutes. I got time. Okay. <laughs> uh, you were just pointing at my list of episodes. Oh, yeah. Everything <laughs> on, on my oh, screen, okay. Mark, is at the bottom. 
That is. Oh, it's like now you're pointing at my status bar. Time, time. No, no. Uh, Are you gonna do that? You're gonna you flash go. all. You should get a big giant sign that says "time" and have it flash behind your head when it's done. Uh, wrap it up. If I if I get to the that point, I'll Why? do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what do you have more um more questions? Do you have statistics? Did you prepare you, some statistics? You know, you know what the last question is. You can guess. Tripometer of the entire season. You got to give your highest and lowest tripometer for the season. Now, for me, it's easy because I'm on every episode. So I know which one I give a five to. Um, mm-hmm. um, so I have to go with the one I give a five to, right? Which was a world of difference in great part because of the conversation where both of us had basically watched a completely different episode. Because really? I had taken it like this one guy's was the real reality, whereas, or, you know, it's the actor's the real guy or the, um, what was he? I don't remember. Salesman or something was. was he was a salesman guy. with a family who cared about him, or right. he was an actor w- with a family who didn't care about him. Right. So when we did the episode, we were like on completely opposite, coming out from opposite That's directions. Right. So you and I, John I, did I, feel differently about it. I, my perspective, since you asked, I definitely think it was the actor fantasizing that he was the salesman because yeah, I think I might be too cut. Uh, ha- you know, cup is half full on this one because I, I think now that i think about more yeah that's probably right but mm. I, th- I think that people who are under a lot of stress want to be under less stress uh, more more than people who have like kind of ordinary lives want to be actors okay uh, anyway hey. that that's my five and the one i probably should have given a five to uh since i put the astronauts and and when the sky was open like since I said they went deepest in a twilight zone, I'm like, maybe I should have given that episode five. I think the mm-hmm. reason I didn't was just because it didn't have like trippy imagery in it. Like you didn't see them in the spaceship or anything, but you know, especially with a little more time, I'm like, yeah, but it was so existential. Like, I think that I, that probably earned a five, huh. which I didn't give in the episode. So how, how about your fives on the tripometer? Um, I'll go. My yeah, five sure. is called the after hours okay five <laughs> the one that scene with the mannequins are zooming oh my in is... once again <laughs> oh boy yeah that one was uh that one was something <laughs> was that your I first view i think it was there's some of these that i'm like i know i saw these before and then some of them that i'm not sure i'm pretty sure i hadn't seen that one before and i i don't think we've ever figured out andrew which episode were you actually thinking of or were you thinking of the movie after hours no i was not thinking i was thinking of after hours because i'm a i've got a thing with mannequins i don't know if it's so much a tripometer is it's just a nightmare meter for me (laughs) (laughs) that's five on the nightmare meter for you sure i think my nightmare nightmare. meter yeah uh, what a nightmare as a child might be on my nightmare meter Mm. that one was scary that one is scary. My all my favorite ones are like the most kind of horror like. Um, I am gonna go with um, oh the time enough at last, because that has got to be the most iconic Twilight Zone ending there is. And some people might say, well, that just is a bummer. That's not a tripometer. But I think what I think of is not necessarily like you know, like weird, psychedelic, you know, otherworldly, uh, you know, heady. But I just think of like mind blowing, you know, that's yeah, the... I sorry. Guys. No, I'm just going to say like, that's the one where people see it and they go, oh, you know, there's just a, no matter how many times I see it, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I totally agree with that because out of all these, it's like objective that that is the one episode that changes the entire world the most yeah and what is tripping except for altering your perspective and what could alter your perspective more than changing the entire world into a uh, an ashtray okay yeah that that's what i meant to say <laughs> no i mean I'm, I'm backing you up you already said it but I'm hey, yeah, well, yes you, you think, remember it's... the uh the alternate ending of army of darkness i slept too mm-hmm. long yeah, yeah. <laughs> which your preferred ending very different endings right i like the original ending i mean i i I like the alternate ending in theory but i think the original one kind of works better with the with the entire movie yeah okay personally what about you andrew what do you what's your favorite 
Oh, you're talking about Army of Darkness? Yeah, yeah well, sure. <laughs> it's a pretty Twilight Zone ending in both ways. I don't both even cases. remember yeah. how it ends, to be honest with you. I haven't watched any of the Bruce Campbell Evil Deads in probably 20 years. Yeah, there's the I, one I did a rewatch last year. Um, it's worth doing a rewatch and pretty interesting. Okay, that, that's not true. I saw the Evil Dead 2 at the drive-in. But I haven't was... seen Army of... It was my least favorite. I didn't even rewatch it at... I, I remember watching the bonus features. That was it. <laughs> it is really interesting how um I was like the my thoughts on the rewatch is it's how it's so interesting how every one of those movies it gets more even though the scope gets bigger, it gets more and more like it's just Bruce Campbell and nobody else. Like Army of Darkness is Bruce Campbell playing himself, Bruce Campbell playing Evil Ash, and then every medieval character is one person. It's one character every there is there are no characters they're just like oh forsooth sir you have betrayed us and there's just <laughs> nothing there except for bruce campbell just uh vamping which you know it's, no, fun. it's, it's i've always fun. said that there's two contingents of that whole franchise you're either a bruce campbell ash fan or you're an evil dead fan and i think the majority of them don't see any difference because you can't be an evil dead fan and not be an ash fan because they're one and the same but i disagree because uh my favorite is the newest evil dead i also liked um dr strange in the multiverse of madness which i consider to be canon in evil dead sorry <laughs> and then uh um the evil dead the musical which i think is the most perfect I mean, if we're going to talk about it. the trilogy, the way that they rewrote them, so they all three take place in 90 minutes. Don't like the music, but they nailed the script. I, I, li- I don't like the music in the musical. That seems like kind of a raw one. <laughs> no, it's Sometimes... not. It's nothing compared to like Reanimator the musical. They're like super catchy. Like I'd sit and listen to that one. But the Evil Dead the musical, the writing is the best, I think, Evil Dead writing in terms of they combine the first, second, and third into one story. And it's I, I, while we're well, well you know it's it's twilight zony feeling enough but while we're on musicals um i was watching like i watched like three times in a row which is the final sequence from all that jazz have you seen this no is it with bye bye life i have is that it. like bye bye birdie except for but no it's by bye bye love except it's bye it's oh. it's um it's Bob Fosse. Bob Fosse, you know, made the movie like basically autobiographical. And he had had a heart attack and was in the hospital. But in the movie, this reprehensible, you know, genius dies. And he has a hallucination at the end of this uh, giant musical number, like like variety show sort of number. And that was uh, Roy Scheider's. Kid. Yeah, Roy Scheider singing and okay. dancing. I what? <laughs> I'll send okay. you it. Yeah, I'll watch See it this. at least once I... in your life. <laughs> There's like this thing where I'm not I I like the idea of musicals more than I actually end up putting aside time to watch them, I guess. This, this that one where, that one uh earns some stripes just for being fan of the paradise, right? Yeah, fan but I mean also just shit like sound of music sometimes. Like I think about how brilliant the stupid sound of music soundtrack is. <laughs> it's an amaze that those songs are amazing. Are. I don't know. They the blow though, my mind. Long. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's and it's kind of like, well, you're a cute Nazi, so I could probably date you. <laughs> you know, it's mm. Dude, but, oh, my man. Oh, man, the songs. <laughs> I didn't comment went to the Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to my zero on the tripometer, which is okay. the, um, this Wait, is did, actually this has everyone done their five. I've lost track. I think we all did our fives. Yeah. Okay. This was after hours. Andrews was. Um, I'm the host now. Now you go. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I I just agree with that. Oh, my zero. Um, this is one where I think I the, the guest uh, Jessica sort of like turned my my mind on by giving monsters to Maple Street a zero mm. because it's too real. And I was like, oh, I give it a little bit of a score because of the aliens. But it's like the aliens don't matter. <laughs> It's just people, you know, flipping out on each other in unfortunately realistic ways, which makes it unfortunately a fantastic episode, just not true. Yeah. No, yeah, I was like, well, they, they were tripping. And I was like, that I can give them a score because they're tripping. I'm like, no, that's a stupid excuse. That's why I said in the episode. But now I'm like, yeah, okay, that was a zero, wasn't it? <laughs> it's like when the aliens are in The Simpsons on the random episodes where it zooms out and they're like, look at those pathetic humans. It's just exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. But we looked at those 
pathetic humans for like 24 and a half of the 25 minutes so that last 30 seconds doesn't shouldn't really I, bump I mean the score they they had a purpose for being there but it wasn't a trippy purpose i agree with you yeah so i'm, I'm gonna go with that's a case where the guest zero sort of makes me say yeah okay there is another zero coming up by the way um okay <laughs> in season two not not for me but from guests oh okay <laughs> cool um i like bold choices a straight up favorite for the season just like got... wait 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 i haven't said my zero yet. oh did you not say your zero okay sorry go no. ahead no I, uh, I have a zero unless you do you got one i got one it's okay. i shot an arrow into the air because it's literally just they went into space and messed up and did it wrong space was enough there's nothing there yeah there i mean we could do that now someone elon musk could make that now <laughs> he could get in a spaceship and reenact that that episode and people would be like <laughs> oh oh girl elon musk been doing something nasty astronauts he probably did that's like the most dangerous would, game sort of stuff you know he'd, he'd be out he'd be out of prison in like a month anyway <laughs> that's my answer the, the space camping gear didn't do it for you <laughs> no I, I i mean i like the episode but it's just not it's just completely non-trippy to me no that's what i'm saying about monster it's a great episode but yeah yeah you know, yeah, you, yeah what how you feel about that varies uh yeah, it's and because it's, it was it, earth all time it can't be trippy because um the same thing happens in uh little bear by maurice sendek <laughs> just a children's story <laughs> or like the village down a hill and he thinks he's in space <laughs> he thinks he's that made that that made me the village that made me not watch an emma night Shyamalan movie for like 20 years because i was like that made me so mad i think hey, i didn't one see one past that visit the next well the visit is like when he got good and okay. i love I split and glass is at least fun campy what was after the village visit are my favorites i liked old quite a bit i need visit to watch is, that visit except for the rapping kid is pretty good <laughs> i liked all the poop in the visit that was wonderful well he decided poop he was, was going to like take himself seriously with with that like phase and i'm like cool just do it split is just a straight ahead multiple personality horror movie I'm like cool yep. yeah that was, that was yeah that one was really good I, Sorry, I andrew, I, oh, andrew i think i accepted army as darkness as your zero but that was wrong so what <laughs> uh, no my zero would be mighty casey actually because oh, okay. you never get you never get any robot like true <laughs> yeah. ass robot like um what was the one about the prize fighter uh the one that was a, using a robot to to win the boxing match uh, i don't remember the, the real name. steel the, the hugh jackman Real steel, Real steel, right? No, no, I'm talking about that's Twilight Zone episode. Oh, <laughs> there's one about a rec, not requiem for a heavyweight. The one where the the guy's using a robot as a as a boxer. I think that might just be steel. I'm gonna check on that while you while you rant, but keep going. God, I hope that's a season one. I knew I would do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, steel is not, but no. Uh, you're, you're talking about the anyway. mighty Casey, which is yeah, okay, Mike. <laughs> It's amazing that I haven't done that more in this episode because I am a, I'm a Twilight Zone all the way through watcher. Um, yeah, Mighty Casey because yeah, you don't get any robot. It's you really just get that that dumb. I hate to say it, but he's just not a good robot, and so it's like there's really nothing. You know what I mean? You're allowed to say bad things about that actor. He's another one of the dark ones as he I got very he must have been a murdery star of the day. Oh. And I was like, that's why he's no good because he was an athlete maybe yeah i don't know right, maybe he was no good because he was a future murderer that, that's it that's what i'm saying that's because he I'm, was dead behind cousin. the eyes he was he was dead behind the eyes and then he must kill later in real i life. want you to put my son in this and a big explosion <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, he, well i mean they were probably like oh he'll make a good robot because he doesn't have stage presence but we haven't mm. I, there hadn't been that many like humanoid robots on screen yet so i guess people didn't really know what they were looking for to a certain degree were they still calling them robots robots i know they did they, they did in Trek. that um what was the one with the guy who was on mars and they sent him a robot the, the robot robot, uh, robot girlfriend that's the that's the lonely although that was an asteroid the lonely. To get real asteroid yeah they called her a robot yeah bunch just Just for the record kirk, captain kirk uses the robot term quite a bit so hey that sounds to me cool like you know yeah. robotic butt. yeah why not <laughs> i, I <laughs> bet when we have like led light light show that comes out of it you know yeah bluetooth 
Yeah, it just has a tramp stamp that's animated. Yeah. If you grab a butterfly yeah. that kind of flies off and then it's like a nightlight, it just... <laughs> It's like, you know, when we have robots, they won't be called robots. They'll they'll come up with a name for them. They'll be called like a, a Charlie or something. They'll be like, hey, it's a Charlie. Yeah. It'll be like a Siri. Um, Andrew, your your temporal um, your temporal dissonance is extreme. Steel is season five. Damn. <laughs> right. so it's gonna gonna be a while before we get to the robotic the robotic okay, well, boxer. Like, <laughs> see, I'm the kind of many years like <laughs> Imagine if you will, five years from now. Five years from now, like bing, 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 burn, burn, bring it in, burn. What? Saying like <laughs> you watched it all the way through, and I've almost exclusively watched Twilight Zone just out of order, randomly all over the place. The same here. So I'm just oh, no, now, most I'm of, slowly going straight through now. It's been most so of my fun. Childhood and teens, and maybe even my early twenties, I just I consumed it the, the New Year's kind of a way. But whenever the the, ser- the series came out on on DVD, it was when I started then, and I would just start it up. So I do the same thing with Planet of the Apes. If I get in a Planet of the Apes move, I just start at the beginning and run it through. Nice. Let's uh, let's claim your your personal favorite for the season. Which which one really lit your fire? It's one of the ones I wasn't on. Uh, That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big Monsters Are Due on Maple Street fan, but I realize that's the often fan choice, and that's an easy one. You can still choose uh, it. Your personal... Like you can, you're allowed to call the Last Jedi your favorite Star Wars film. It is. <laughs> um, it is a lot of people's. Uh, we can go into that, and you'll be late for work, brother. <laughs> My favorite one is the first one. I'm one of those jerks who's like, there's one Star Wars movie. It's called Star Wars, and it's episode one, Star Wars. And they should have just stopped. Journey of the Wills, all that. Luke Star. No, it's no. called Star Wars, and it ended. <laughs> all this other stuff is just cash grab. Yeah, no yeah, it's just toys and just okay. throwing people off of buildings and stuff. Yeah. If it's not Maple Street, what is it? If it's not Maple Street, oh gosh. I like Where's Everybody. Really? That's an because I think you were talking about when we when we did that when you were like, oh well, it's it's kind of it's all the elements aren't quite on fire yet. No, I agree, but it's the one I tend to see the most because of when I started, and uh, I think I yeah no in in that and I was I mean I don't, I'm not going back on what I said. That one was it. It really hadn't picked up the Twilight Zone pace or whatever, but um, I. I feel that uh, it was kind of drawing out the template because there are, I do agree that other episodes do what it did better, but I still, I don't know. I, I dig it for that, for that reason. I think um, this is, we're talking context here, whereas we were just looking at it as its own episode in context with the whole season. Yeah, sure. Mark, where's your fire rage? This is really difficult, and I should have thought about it. Uh, okay, I can go first if you want. I'm gonna, I... yeah, you. Well, no, I, I pretty much have an. I'm just gonna give the answer that I give often in this case, which is I think there's an episode that is the best episode, and then there's one that's just my personal favorite. But I think the the best one, in my opinion, is the Hitchhiker, and my but my personal favorite one is the After Hours, even though I already gave that as my five on the trip meter. It just was so much. Sorry, Andrew. I know it's a mannequin episode, but like, no, you know, oh, that's man, we, we talked about tourist trap. I think when Matt and I went over the after hours, um, I didn't, I don't think I rewatched it. Honestly, <laughs> it depends yeah. if I'm going through them and it comes to, to nighttime and after hours is on the rotation. I, yeah, I go through it. <laughs> yeah. I, I found, um, I didn't actually know this was my phobia, but it was the thing where I watched these movies and I gradually figured it out, which is that I am absolutely mortified of getting trapped in somebody else's body. <laughs> so uh, being John Malkovich and get out and enter the void were like three of the most uncomfortable watches for me in, in my life. And it was like, I know and this is good, Tom Hanks, right? Uh, uh, 
No, no, he was first time with Judge Reinhold, right? 18 again, George Burns. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. <laughs> but those but those were like you're not trapped in you're not trapped in a body where you can't move. That's the scary oh, part. Yeah. That's that's okay. the thing that's scary. It's because like get out was like a good movie that I don't want to watch again because it terrifies me that the people trapped they're just trapped that's in exactly there. what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Well, God, if you haven't seen it by now, I don't even think I know you. I mean, most people have seen it at least a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what i haven't seen nope yet don't spoil that for me i actually i will one of the reasons i haven't seen it is because when we do get to the peel twilight zone i want to do the peel movies too because they're pretty twilight zoning so i'm kind of just i'm saving myself yeah us (laughs) in a very big way in fact i hope in your image i didn't spoil anything from us because that's that again if if i haven't gotten to it by this time it's my fault so and i actually um i just just clicking around i was i was watching the newest orville and pre-spoiled myself but accidentally just one plot point but then i started watching episodes i actually i kind of like knowing this little bit's going to happen later on it adds resonance doesn't it (laughs) i do something spoilers are i pre-soil myself soil what pre-soil yourself pre-soil myself Well, the funny um, thing is that I spoiled the after hours for myself because I wasn't going to have time to watch every single episode. So I was like, uh, I'll just read up on these. And then I saw that one. I was like, I have to watch this right now. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) My my personal favorite, I've traditionally called it my like number two of the series is Willoughby. Um, Because when I was talking, because John was on for that one and he was like, Oh, I want to do that because it's like I don't. It's underrated. I feel like people don't know that one. So I'm like, what? Because <laughs> that actually is underrated. No, he's right. It is underrated. I feel okay. like that's one of the really famous ones. But that's why it's so mm. interesting because I feel the way Mark does. But yeah, you you guys have a different take on it. So I was like, I guess if you know the Twilight Zone, you love that one. Is kind of the thing. So yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's just not one of those ones that every you know people are like, oh, you know which one really got me. You know, that's, yeah, because they don't tend to be ones like Willoughby. That one does really get me. Okay. But yeah, we were talking like, what what would be the merch for that one? Would you sell like the Willoughby train set or something? You know, <laughs> it just it wouldn't be that. The, the, the hearse. Yeah, it comes with a little hearse. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that would be the play set, right? I'm thinking of ones that I hadn't seen so much. That That is my favorite, but I'm trying to think of um, some I haven't seen so much that like I really noticed this time around. Um, I'll give props to the Hitchhiker. I, I had seen that before, but it had been a little while. Um, I guess the ones that really got me besides those I wasn't so were familiar with would have been um, uh, The Lonely, for sure. Because I was like, why haven't I seen this one? That, that, that seemed kind of weird. Um, <laughs> so I like that one a lot. Yeah, the robot, and 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 the last. <laughs> I I don't think I'd seen the last flight before, and I yeah I enjoyed that one quite well. So those would be like the ringers of ones I had not previously seen. The last flight is the uh, time traveling World the War time, One. The guy. World War One guy. Yes, yeah. I yeah. already referenced that earlier, but yes, the, okay, that was very good. I don't remember seeing that one. I I could go through. I think probably more than half of these are ones I don't specifically remember watching, but. I remember <laughs> seeing a stop at Willoughby before, and um, for sure, uh, people are alike all over from the last batch of stuff. Oh, okay. I'm just going going based on stuff that I've watched since the last time that you and I did an episode. Okay, yeah, sure, why not? You do that if you want. Because <laughs> um, I can't even ask that question to Andrew because he 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 marathons these things so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there anything like you forgot though? Like, oh, I forgot this one was like so awesome. About season one? Yeah. Because you kind of say you hit these like twice a year. So I feel like you're probably familiar with whatever you're seeing. Yeah. Um <laughs> not in this season, no. They they all come like there's some there's some I love from two, four, but five has obviously <laughs> my favorite too but no one is the i don't sometimes make it all the way through and then if it's been a while i just start back over so season one is the one i've seen the most and so i do yeah there nothing really hits me um like the other ones do as we move into season yes. two um the, the the other question i just have to throw out is a theme song 
you've been hearing the Bernard Herman theme for a while now. Now we're going to switch to the uh, the 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 popular theme, right? Yeah, that's right. Do, 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 do. Wait, that's did right. Bernard Herman not also write that? No, he did not. That's a oh, weird composer. That was yeah. Frank Sinatra's original love and marriage. Right. <laughs> Entering the twilight zone. <laughs> I almost like I forgot that music existed. Isn't that weird? I'm so immersed in season one. I just completely didn't even think about it. Yeah, I've actually Stopped thinking about been it. really enjoying that one. It's it's what I feel like it's kind of like eerier. It's more amorphous sounding, you know? I'm so. a big Bernie Herman fan. I I like him so much that I think other people's work is his. Apparently, you, you call him Bernie. Bernie. First yeah. I mean, basis. <laughs> taxi dri- no taxi driver soundtrack is like this to me one of the great works of just the the 20th century, and he turned that in and just like died the next day or something right. like that. That's what I'll say. Wasn't yeah. incredible. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. But yeah, yeah. So I definitely, I mean, he gets some of the music in various episodes as well. Um, I thought the Hitchhiker was weird because they took it from the music he did for the radio drama, which was one of the first things he did in, in America, at least. So that was kind of weird. Well, that's a tight budget for you. <laughs> okay. Well, we, I guess we'll wrap up. Uh, is there anything you just want to scream about season one before we, 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 we put a cap in its rear end? Mm-hmm. I hope Rod Serling gets more comfortable as we go on. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> yes. I like. I I feel kind of like, man, you're doing such a great job, Rod. I just want to tell him you're doing a great job. Yeah, we're yeah. going to start seeing him on screen now, so you know he's going to maybe look more awkward because you'll see. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know what it would be like if you said he was doing a great job. He'd be like, "Yeah, thanks," <laughs> like that. I I find the Twilight Zone just to be sort of a miracle, but especially in this uh, in this first season because um, there's there's a a degree of it in the Twilight Zone companion, but it goes into great detail when you read uh, the book Serling about Rod Serling because of the amount of compromise that he had to endure because of the advertisers and what he could and couldn't do, and so you're like, God, every single one of these is a freaking miracle. You know, and so I, I feel like this was the proving ground for him. And uh, because of that, um, I mean, it's it's very, very special. I don't think it's the best season, but um, it's yeah, it's just uh, with the amount of episodes there are, they are mostly good. And all of this to me is just, yeah, I keep using the word miracle. But I just it's kind of an unprecedented thing. There's nothing like it's like uh, well, they're the first four Led Zeppelin albums or something. Well, I talk too much about the the little promos they put at the end of the Blu-rays that I have, and and it's just uh, you know one with Steve McQueen usually that that seems to fit reasonably well, but most of the other promos they put at the end you're just like what? <laughs> I, TV was just such a different beast <laughs> at that time. Yeah, yeah. This is um, well, this is my first time really just watching all of it. So to me, I love, and it's like, I already knew this, but I love the fact that when you zoom out, it's not, it, it is a series of morality plays, but it's not a concrete, solid morality. It's like a, a, a completely chaotic series of lessons, if you will. It's not, uh, every episode, it could have some element of karma or justice or just random stuff happening or doom or it's it's just that you kind of get everything and that's that's life man you just get all of it i i agree that's like some of the best critique i've ever heard of it because uh you know serling's not standing there as the judgmental eye or the voice of right and wrong um which they easily could have been and it's funny how many like beloved movies and decades later from this would be that by that playbook and just forget uh people will never probably fully know including me what rod serling really did you wouldn't want to know yeah. that would take the fun out of it <laughs> yeah it's like it's almost like a direct opposition to chick tracts which i am <laughs> kind of fascinated with but like Same. chick tracts you know chick tracts they look really cool but the main thing about them is that random stuff happens, even though what the guy is trying to do is to always be like, look out, Jesus is going to get you yeah, or, or it's Satan or something. But 
this is like anything good from that is here but then it's also not trying to judge you or trying to scare you it's just like it's just life I don't I'll know. give you you're a wedding present. Some <laughs> yeah, you're not like oh, waiting. God. You're not waiting to see something bad happen. It's I, it's I, like I, what I like about the Final Destination movies: how the Grim Reaper never comes out. Like oh, it's, it's that is thing. my favorite horror franchise. I did a, a couple of podcasts with my friend Tiffany where we in across two episodes broke down the whole series. Nice. It's just to be the most consistent. Yeah, me too. I think uh, like with Child's Play behind it, that's like the most consistent and entertaining horror series. We did those too. We <laughs> nice. Did I do have to throw out that I've had a, children. I've had a chick track tab open on my iPad for like a month now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a a bag of them physically, and I need to just scan them and like burn them or something. But, oh, you can watch. Uh, I have a bunch can, of them. They're all on the website. You can. We've had, we have to have had this conversation since you and I did an episode of Oral Hygiene about a chick track. Oh yeah, good point. We must have talked about this. <laughs> okay. I guess now that the now that the circle is complete and yeah, I have to go to work. So um, it's mid August. What's up, Mark? Anything up? You could probably watch a short film that I scored called Content: The Lo-Fi Man on uh, Arrow Network. It may be paired with Tetsuo the Iron Man. I'm not really sure. We're still working that out, but you know it it's going to be finished in August. I know that much. Andrew. Okay. Well. By August, you should be able to stream Gonzara Fix movie, Ariola Jones and the Home Video Vixens, and you should be able to buy Jugsaw on Blu-ray DVD. Right on. Okay, as for it's it's Time Enough Podcast, Time Enough Pod on Twitter and Facebook, and in the Patreon podcasting zone of Podcastio, Podcastius, where we also talk about sci-fi movies, something else video games pokemon my brain stopped working for a moment there <laughs> and uh you, you'll get episode if you want to join you'll get episodes pretty much as soon as they are recorded and i know a few people are at least listening to these now so thank you <laughs> so season two coming uh in 2023 right not actually like in three days but yeah <laughs> okay season two coming in three days <laughs> You can't stop now. You come to Twilight far. Zone marches on. Thank you.